Hey ya, uh, this is Janine Ramirez again doing a voiceover of another post that I have on my Substack. Um, this one is called Palibhasa Babae. And if you're too young or if you're not from the Philippines, it this is a title of a show before, but instead of babae, which is woman, it was lalak. And it basically just means, oh, because he's a guy. And it was pretty, like, sexist and objectified women a lot. To the point of, at the end of some episodes, they would, like, throw water at the women in, you know, white t-shirts. Just... I mean, now that I think about it, it's like, what? That should not pass in this day and age. Um, and I'm happy that <laughs> that's looked down upon now. But anyway, um, I also want to caution you because explicit language is used because I'm sharing like this really uh, frustrating um, experience I had as a woman and there I mean later on it becomes chiller okay so yeah I don't know if there are people that don't like hearing like you know bad words but yeah it might come out okay so I'm sorry if that offends you but it just i just need to say it when i'm telling this story okay let's begin um lately i've been pondering the tapestry of womanhood the unsung challenges and the remarkable strengths that define us as a gender um not many people know this horror story um, it happened on my first night in Budapest. I was traveling alone and I hopped on the nightly river cruise to see the city lights from their main water channel. It was lovely. It was another great solo travel memory for the books. Um, I decided to walk back to my Airbnb, which was fine because I walked to the, the river cruise anyway. So I wanted to walk back. It was just 30 minutes by foot. And, you know, how dangerous could it be, right? I was in Europe. I came from Manila. It's definitely more dangerous in Manila. Or so I thought. I was careful still whenever I would see, like, a group of party goers on my side of the sidewalk, my side of, my side of the street, um, I would move to the other side. So the more peaceful looking side and I'd keep on walking. I'm not sure if I had like my earphones on and, you know, I was just minding my own business and still trying to be careful. I remember a few times I thought, hmm, maybe I should take a cab, but it's like, oh, now it's only 20 minutes. Now it's only 15 minutes, right? So um, I kept walking. And I love walking and taking in a city bit by bit, statue by statue, building by building, step by step. Lovely! Until on a dark and quiet street and between parked vehicles, a man appeared to be shamelessly indulging in an un no indecent act. <sighs> Masturbating. <sighs> I said aloud and in shock, putang ina, which is like mother fur. Um, yeah, he was masturbating, so tangina lang talaga. I walked on, speeding up, scanning for people and escape routes. And the pervert pursued me while continuing with his deed. Arr! 
motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why I can't just say motherfucker. Um, I turned around and shouted like, "Get the fuck away from me!" And then I sped up even more, and so did he. So I decided like not to make a run for it because he might just run after me and it might just escalate. Um, thankfully, I turned the corner and there were people sitting on a bench, and the guy just disappeared and. I kept going, but I was left with a mix of like disgust, fury, like just really, really pissed and angry, and helplessness. And and the the anger was also because of that frustration and and just that feeling of helplessness and vulnerability. Because like I wish I could have smashed his face in. I remember thinking, is there like a stick or an umbrella or like something long that I can use to like, you know, whack him? Or and after I was like thinking, oh, if I could like slice out his manhood and like tie him to like I was just so freaking pissed. What a night, lovely, just lovely. <laughs> I recall speaking to like a male friend that night to keep me company on the phone like for for the rest of of the walk until I got to my Airbnb. And while like there was, you know, concern there, I don't think he really understood the depth of my emotions and that feeling of frustration over the vulnerability and helplessness that that I felt in the moment. Um I recall like even mentioning it to to Miguel and he was like, oh, are you okay? Da, da, da. And then after I told him about like, I want to tie this guy to a tree and like slice off his thing. And like, he found it funny. And I was like, it's not funny. Like, I'm like absolutely serious in that moment. I was just so furious, right? And I don't know, I guess I, I feel like when I share that with other women, they don't find it you know, there's nothing funny about it you know and I feel like there are just some things about the female experience that are difficult to empathize with unless you've gone through something similar right I mean there are things that are just you can't really explain for example getting your period for the first time I mean you know and Oh, I mean, girls will get it and guys will be like, ew, but they won't really get it, right? So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that monthly frenemy menstruation. <laughs> it's an odyssey laden with physical and emotional discomfort and pain. And it's real pain, headaches, cramps, and a sensation of feeling either, depending on your body, either like an inflating balloon or a deflating balloon. I don't know. And I'm sure like it's a different world for every woman. Not to mention the icky feeling of having to change a napkin or tampon. It's just really so gross. I am super grateful for the cup, like the menstrual cup, because it changed my life. And if you're curious about it, please ask me about it because I would like I don't like it's just life changing. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, there are endless hassles linked to this periodic reminder that we're designed to bring life into the world. And now for the women who do choose to bring life into the world, who do choose to embrace motherhood, the challenges are like for me, I feel like they're like monumental. There's the physical pain of 
pregnancy and childbirth while not being able to drink alcohol or eat sushi, right? And what? <laughs> the sleepless nights and endless responsibilities of nurturing a life. And yes, yes, a lot of, of people and women and mothers say that it's all worth it, great, but that doesn't erase the struggle, right? Like the struggle is real. And yeah, I mean, we can go on and on. I can go on and on about like the biological hassles. There's also the C, C so, so Theo. Oh my gosh, the, the Spanish is coming out with the TH instead of the C. The sociological hassles are also there. Like, like my experience and the everyday experience of walking alone only to be met with unsolicited advances and catcalls, that feeling of unease when you're not in a group or in the quiet of your own home, the ever-present awareness that your personal safety comes with an asterisk followed by the disclaimers of what's your outfit, what were you wearing, how much alcohol did you drink, maybe you deserved it, who you chose to go out with, right? Um, how did you present yourself? Ah, cue the dramatic eye roll, right? Like the victim blaming um, of it all. And I guess like what helps me are conversations with, with other women and just being able to rant it out and then move forward, right? Like I guess not, not stick to or get stuck in the the rant and move forward after but conversations with other women really do help especially when you need to share an experience that is kind of unique to our gender so talking to fellow women about these challenges feels like a lifeline sometimes so it's a way to connect share experiences and seek support which is so important and yeah like if you, I mean, I guess, if you're a woman or a man or whatever other um, sexual organ, no, what is it? Gender? Is it like a gender now? Oh my gosh. I, I need to like read up on this because I'm a lola when it comes to this. But um, yeah, like anyone that needs support, like I'm here for ya. Especially if I know you already. If not, then maybe it's kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, if I know you, please message me if you need support. But yeah. Like, as women, like, we understand the emotions, the nuances, the triumphs, and the challenges because we've lived them, right? So, yeah. Um, the empowering conversations I've had with women, like Sinag, which is, like, I, I leave the link here of our conversations. It's been, like, a source of, it's a way to kind of process my own experiences as well and it's a source of comfort because like for example with her she built a career in the culinary world um here in europe and she had to overcome a lot of like stereotypes and machismo and sexism in the kitchen so um it was it's a really interesting conversation that kind of helps me unpack a lot of my own experiences as well um To the present, I'm really, really thankful that in Spain, the feminist movement seems robust. I'm not saying it's perfect, okay? Like, there is a debate on this, and I mean, it's it's something that I I want to dig into more with, with people from here. I haven't been here long enough to truly, like, understand it, but... Fem- feminism here does seem like a powerful force that not only brings people to the streets, like there are always protests and 
and signs of support, uh, but it also like influences the politics and the social structures. For example, um, women entrepreneurs and freelancers here get extra financial support from the government. I mean, men get support too, but the women are given a little like extra. I don't know if that seems fair to you. Like I was talking to Mikel about it and like it wasn't really that it was like, oh, you know, why is that the case? Like we should be equal and yes. Um but I was able to have this conversation with like a, a business consultant that works with like freelancers and stuff like that. And he acknowledges that yes, women here are strong and independent and we have like fairly equal opportunities. But in the business world, like the statistics still show that men are earning more and there are like less women on entrepreneurs that achieve success. So until the scales dip in favor of like equality or you know, until we, we reach that um, he believes that these initiatives do help level the playing field. So, woo, maybe some guys do get it. And this part, um, if you scroll to the part, if you're not like in the article, I share a Spotify link to a podcast because, like, just it's, you know, same theme, same theme. Um, about like this case in the US, this discrimination case in the US against a venture venture capital fund. No, yeah, eventually I don't know what is wrong with my maybe no, I've been drinking too much. No. Um but yeah, like there's a case against this VC that provides funding to black women entrepreneurs. And it's like really it's for me it's it's quite interesting. Um and the uh, the episode the podcast episode unpacks it so yeah in case you want to listen to that and also if you want to check out like in in the philippines there's an organization called imaginable impact and they like their goal and mission is to empower filipino entrepreneurs so yeah if you want to check that out and follow them on socials then go for it okay um i'm going to an end it's almost 15 minutes oh my gosh the flip side, I'm recalling my post-Barbie movie conversation. Um, I was with like two other women, and we admitted that we wondered how different life might be if we were born men. Like, oh, I wish, like, what would that be? Like, I, I want to know. And I, I remember really thinking about this a lot when I was younger. And maybe, I mean, when I was, like, religious, maybe even prayed to be teleported to a universe where Janine is a James, right? Like, what is that like? What is that feeling like? Like, I'm super curious. I feel like maybe it would be this feeling of freedom, like this lack of judgment and lack of self-doubt and the absence of constant apprehension, just just freedom, you know? And I'm really grateful that I do live in a place with fewer catcalling and like it is liberating to not have to wear a bra when I go out and to be in a beach with like really beautiful women like topless and they don't have to worry about men like gawking at them you know that's that's frowned upon so yeah but like apart from those like little things there's this lightness in letting go of societal expectations for women and in being seen as like unequal you know um i mentioned the the podcast episode with sinag and she shared the story of the first time she felt like quote unquote i was seen not as a woman but as a professional and it really 
gave me goosebumps um, because moments when you feel like you're seen and appreciated for who you are and not just the gender or race or age or label or position or whatever box you're associated with, those for me are like magical moments and just so, so lovely. So that's it for now. Ang dami kong sinabi. Um... I don't know. I really want to know your thoughts because I've been like this is a topic that I guess I'm just constant is just constantly in my subconscious and in my conscious and I'm thinking about it and I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, like womanhood, feminism, gender equality, social equality and just like get your take on it even if you don't agree with me because I feel like diverse perspectives are really enriching and and help us become better people like we should be able to learn from each other's experiences right and find common ground um so yeah drop a comment or send me a message or whatever thank you for reading and yeah share this if you think someone will find this interesting and would want to have that conversation with me share this and ask them to subscribe you know but yeah hey hey thanks for listening or reading or yeah i'm janine and bye-bye